0: Chapter 47 of the Spanish Brothers. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lynn Thompson. The Spanish Brothers by Deborah Alcock. Chapter 47 The Dominican Prior. Oh, deep is a wounded heart, and strong, a voice that cries against mighty wrong and full of death as a hot wind's blight doth the ire of a crushed affection light Hemans. tell the prior don juan alvarez de santallanos y manana desires to speak with him and that instantly said juan to the drowsy lay-brother who at last answered his impatient summons lantern in hand my lord has but just retired to rest and cannot now be disturbed answered the attendant Looking with some curiosity, not to say surprise, at the visitor, who seemed to think three o'clock of a winter morning a proper and suitable hour to demand instant audience of a great man. I will wait, said Juan, walking into the court. The attendant led him to a parlor, then, holding the door ajar, he said, Let his excellency pardon me, I did not hear distinctly his worship's honorable name don juan alvarez de santianos y manana the prior knows it too well it was evidence from his face that the poor lay brother knew it also and so that night did every man woman and child in seville it had become a name of infamy with a hasty yes yes senor the door was closed and juan was left alone what had brought him there did he mean to accuse the dominican of his brother's murder or did he only intend to reproach him him who had once shown some pity to the captive for not saving him from that horrible doom he himself scarcely knew he had been driven thither by a wild unreasoning impulse an instinct of passionate rage prompting him to grasp at the only shadow of revenge that lay within his reach if he could not execute God's awful judgments against the persecutors, at least he could denounce them, a poor substitute, but all that remained to him. Without it, his heart must break. Yet that unreasoning impulse had a kind of unconscious reason in it, since it led him to seek the presence of the Dominican prior, and not that of the far more guilty Munibraga. For who could accuse a tiger, reproach a wolf? words would be wasted upon such for them there is no argument but the spear and the bullet a man can only speak to men to do fray ricardo justice he was so much of a man that sleep did not visit his eyes that night when at length his attendants thought fit to inform him that don juan desired to see him he was still kneeling as he had knelt for hours before the crucifix in his private oratory saviour of the world so much didst thou suffer this was the keynote of his thoughts and shall i weakly pity thine enemies or shrink from seeing them suffer what they have deserved at thy hands and those of thy holy church alvarez de santillanos y waits below just then don fray ricardo would rather have held his right hand in the fire than have gone forth to face one bearing that name but for that very reason no sooner did he hear that don juan awaited him than he robed himself in his cowl and mantle took a lamp in his hand for it was still dark and went down to meet the visitor for that morning he was in the mood to welcome any form of self-torture that came in his way and to find a strange but real relief in it peace be with thee my son was his grave but courteous salutation as he entered the parlour he looked upon Juan with mournful compassion as the last of a race over which there hung a terrible doom. Let your peace be with murderers like yourselves, or with slaves like those that work your will. I fling it back to you in scorn, was the fierce reply. The Dominican recoiled a step, only a step, for he was a brave man, and his face, pale with conflict and watching, grew a shade paler. Do you think I mean to harm you? cried juan in yet fiercer scorn not a hair of your tonsured head see there he unbuckled his sword and threw it from him and it fell with a clang on the floor young man you would consult your own safety as well as your own honour by adopting a different tone said the prior not without dignity my safety is little worth consulting i am a bold rough soldier used to peril and violence would it were such and such alone that you menaced but fiends that you are would no one serve you for a victim save my young gentle unoffending brother he who never harmed you nor any one would nothing satisfy your malice but to immure him in your hideous dungeons for two-and-thirty long slow months in what suffering of mind and body god alone can tell and then at last to bring him forth to that horrible death i curse you i curse you nay that is nothing who am i to curse i invoked god's curse upon you i give you up to god's hands this hour when he maketh inquisition for blood another inquisition than yours i pray him to exact from you murderers of the innocent torturers of the just every drop of blood every tear every pang of which he has been the witness as he shall be the avenger at last the prior found a voice hitherto he had listened spellbound as one oppressed by nightmare powerless to free himself from the hideous burden man he cried you are raving the holy office is the arch fiend's own contrivance and its ministers his favourite servants interrupted juan reckless in his rage and defying all consequences blasphemy this may not be borne and fray ricardo stretched out his hand towards a bell that lay on the table but juan's strong grasp prevented his touching it he could not shake off that as easily as he had shaken off a pale thin hand two days before i shall speak forth my mind this once he said after that what you please go on fill your cup full to the brim immure plunder burn destroy pile up high as heaven your hecatomb of victims, offered to the god of love at least there is one thing that may be said in your favour in your cruelties there is a horrible impartiality it can never be spoken of you that you have gone out into the highways and hedges taken the blind and the lame and made of them your burnt sacrifice no you go into the closest guarded homes you take thence the gentlest the tenderest the fairest the best and of such you make your burnt offering and you are the hearts human or are they not if they are stifle them crush them down into silence while you can for a day will come when you can stifle them no longer that will begin your punishment you will feel remorse man let me go interrupted the indignant yet half frightened prior Struggling vainly to free himself from his grasp cease your blasphemies men only feel remorse when they have sinned and I served God and the church Yet servant of the church for God's servant. I am not profane enough to call you Speak to me this once as man to man and tell me did a victim's pale face never haunt you a victim's agonized cry never ring in your ears for just an instant the prior winced as one who feels a sharp sudden pain but determines to conceal it there cried juan and at last he released his arm and flung it from him i read an answer in your look you at least are capable of remorse you are false there the prior broke in remorse is not for me no then all the worse for you infinitely the worse yet it may be you may sleep and rise and go to your rest again untroubled by an accusing conscience you may sit down to eat and drink with the wail of your brother's anguish ringing in your ears like minubraga who sits feasting yonder in his marble hall with the ashes yet hot on the quemadero until you go down quick into hell and the pit shuts her mouth upon you then then shall you drink of the wine of the wrath of god which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation and you shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and the presence of the lamb thou art beside thyself cried the prior and i scarce less mad than thou to listen to thy ravings yet hear me a moment don juan alvarez i have not merited these insane reproaches to you and yours I have been more a friend than you what of Noble friendship. I thank you for it as it deserves You have given me this hour more than cause enough to order your instant arrest You are welcome it was shame indeed if I could not bear at your hands what my gentle brother bore The last of his race the father dead in prison the mother dead long ago Fray Ricardo himself best knew why the brother burned to ashes i think you have a wife perhaps a child asked the prior hurriedly a young wife and an infant son said juan softening a little at the thought wild as your words have been i am yet willing for their sakes to show you forbearance according to the lenity which my ministers of the holy office have learned from their father the devil interrupted juan the flame of his wrath blazing up again after what the stars looked down on last night dare to mock me with thy talk of lenity you are in love with destruction said the prior but i have heard you long enough now hear me you have been ere this under grave suspicion indeed you would have been arrested only that your brother endured the question without revealing anything to your disadvantage that saved you but here he stopped struck with astonishment at the sudden change his words had wrought a man stabbed to the heart makes no outcry he does not even moan or writhe nor did juan mutely he sank on the nearest seat all his rage and defiance gone now a moment before he stood over the shrinking inquisitor like a prophet of doom or an avenging angel now he cowered crushed and silent stricken to the soul there was a long silence then he raised a changed sad look to the prior's face he bought that for me he said and I never knew it in the cold grey morning light now filling the room he looked utterly forlorn and broken the prior could even afford to pity him he questioned mildly enough how was it you did not know it Fray Sebastian Gomez who visited him in prison was well aware of the fact in Juan's present mood every faculty was stimulated to unnatural activity this perhaps enabled him to divine a truth which in calmer moments might have escaped him my brother he said in a low tone of deep emotion my heroic tender-hearted brother must have bidden him to conceal it from me it was strange said the prior and his thoughts ran back to other things which were strange also to the uniformed patience and gentleness of carlos to the fortitude with which whilst acknowledging his own faith he had steadily refused to compromise anyone else to the self forgetfulness with which he had shielded his father's last hours from disturbance granted that the heretic was a wild beast made to be taken and destroyed even the hunter may admire unblamed the grace and beauty of the creature who has just fallen beneath his relentless weapon something like a mist rose to the eyes of fray ricardo taking him by surprise Still the interests of the faith were paramount with him all that had been done had been well done He would not if he could undo any part of it But did his duty to the faith and to the holy church require that he should hunt the remaining brother to death and thus quench the coal That was left he hoped not he thought not and although he would not have allowed it to himself the words that followed were really a peace-offering to the shade of carlos young man i am willing for my own part to overlook the wild words you have uttered regarding them as the outpourings of insanity and making moreover due allowance for your natural fraternal sorrow still you must be aware that you have laid yourself open and not for the first time to grave suspicion of heresy I should not only sin against my own conscience but also expose myself to the penalties of a grievous irregularity did I take no steps for the vindication of the faith and your just and well-merited punishment therefore give ear to what I say this day week I bring the matter before the table of the Holy Office of which I have the honor to be an unworthy member and God grant you the grace of repentance and his forgiveness Having said this, Fray Ricardo left the room. He disappears also from our pages, where he occupied a place as a type of the less numerous and less guilty class of persecutors, those who not only thought they were doing God's service —Munibraga may have thought that, but he was only willing to do God such service as cost him nothing — but who were honestly anxious to serve him to the best of their ability. His future is hidden from our sight — we cannot even undertake to say whether when death drew near if the name of alvarez de megnaia occurred to him at all he reproached himself for his sternness to the brother whom he had consigned to the flames or for his weakness to the brother to whom he had generously given a chance of life and liberty it is not usually the most guilty who hear the warning voice that denounces their crimes and threatens their doom such words as don juan spoke to fray ricardo could not by any conceivable possibility have been uttered in the presence of gonzales de munebraga soon afterwards a lay brother the same who had admitted don juan entered the room and placed wine on the table before him my lord the prior bade me say your excellency seemed exhausted and should refresh yourself ere you depart he explained juan motioned it away he could not trust himself to speak but did fray ricardo imagine he would either eat bread or drink water beneath the roof that sheltered him still the poor man lingered standing before him with the air of one who had something to say which he did not exactly know how to bring out you may tell your lord that i am going said juan rising wearily and with a look that certainly told of exhaustion if it please your noble excellency and the lay brother stopped and hesitated well let his excellency pardon me could his worship have the misfortune to be related very distantly no doubt to one of the heretics who don carlos alvarez was my brother said juan proudly the poor lay brother drew nearer to him and lowered his voice to a mysterious whisper senor and your excellency he was here in prison for a long time it was thought that my lord the prior had a kindness for him and wished him better used than they used the criminal in the santa casa it happened that the prisoner whose cell he shared died the day before his removal so that the cell was empty and it fell to my lot to cleanse it while i was doing it i found this i think it belonged to him he drew from beneath his serge gown a little book and handed it to juan who seized it as a starving man might seize a piece of bread hastily taking out his purse he flung it in exchange to the lay brother and then just as the matin bells began to ring he buckled on his sword and went forth End of chapter forty seven